This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ah, yes, welcome to the program. It is the summer edition. It's it's like a variation on the theme, really. Yeah, welcome to everyone. I hope you're having a great start to your Monday morning. Uh, we're in for another week. Jaleesa Apps from Channel 10 and myself, Jimmy Smith. Uh, and then the regular uh, lineup of stars returns uh, next week. Next week. So. Oh, you'll have to turn on your mic. If you don't want to, that's fine too. So oh, we just, oh, there we go. Hello. There we go. Hello, J.A. <laughs> hello, hello. How are um, you going? Welcome back. Thanks. I'm really good. I uh, had a minor break, just a week off between yes. Christmas and New Year's and straight back into it. How Fantastic. are you? Fantastic. Didn't go to Noosa, did you? How are your hamstrings? <laughs> Didn't go to Noosa, no. <laughs> My hemis are fine. Okay. Actually, okay. my hemis are always bad. Are they? Wow. Okay. There's some similarities with other people who may or may not be on the radio this morning. If you are listening to us, congratulations. I do to not you. endorse this. <laughs> For once. 11.70 a.m. in Sydney, 8.01 a.m. on the Central Coast, 15.75 a.m. in the Yellow. We can have some fun with that. It's just amazing. You know what's amazing about that, though? Go on. Is the, the fascination. I find that fascinating. The fascination with Carlos and what's going on. Don't yep. you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, it's a, it's an interesting story. There's right. no doubt. It's evolving. It evolved over a couple <laughs> of days. There was new information to bring to the table, new vision. Look at you, your face. You're just smiling <laughs> from ear to ear. 1575 AM in the Illawarra, 90.3 FM in Griffith, 1323 AM down there in Canberra. Uh, morning to you up there in Queensland as well. First hour of us, Pat and Heels are back. They came back and did this one one-off show just for the Magic Millions. I think Heels and Patty just wanted to get down there and yeah. get a bunch of sales. <laughs> yeah. I think there might have been a little bit of running of horses on the beach. A couple got away. Yeah, they that? did. Yeah, that was outrageous. <laughs> it was outrageous. SENQ 6.93am in Brisbane. SEN 16.20am on the Gold Coast. SEN Track Network all the way throughout Queensland. If you want to listen on the podcast, you can do that as well. Search for Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy today on the program. Tennis, of course. SCN's tennis expert, Brett Phillips. Geez, he works hard, BP. Yeah. Uh, this is his time to shine. And Sydney Kings legend, Brad Rosen. Great fella, Brad. Loves his basketball, loves his Sydney Kings. Uh, and was yesterday inducted as the third inductee into the Kings Ring of Honour, which is a fan-voted uh, award that basically connects those people who are just great team players, great club people. Just good blokes. Good blokes. So we're talking about... Um, Tommy Garlop, who was the inaugural inductee. You can hear him across the SEN network calling the Kings games. Ben Knight uh, last year and this year, Brad Rosen. So we'll have a chat to Brad about that. Kings lose mm. against the break. Never really looked in it, even though the lead changed seven times during the course of that, that last quarter. But they didn't play their best basketball yesterday. All right, J.A., let's get into it. Now, you were out there on Saturday night at yes. the SCG. Yeah. What a performance in the Sydney Smash. We'll get a BBL update thanks to Izuzu. Live your own way in the Izuzu D-Max. Incredible batting performance. Oh, it was just a good night to be a Steve, wasn't it? <laughs> Steve Smith, Steve O'Keefe, our mate. Different spellings, though, but it's... Yeah, different spellings, but that's all right. Steve's a Steve. That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, Steve Smith, I mean, it's incredible to think that 
uh, he, you know, was on the fringe of uh, the Australian squad for the T20, the World yes. Cup. And, yes. oh, he's not a T20 player. He's not. It just was always BS in my opinion. Right. And I think he, he's best suited to opening. Totally. Uh, I just, I think he's one of those players where he's just so adaptable wherever he is in the order. Um, and I think that he can steer the ship if he's further down and everything's going to mess. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> yes. Hey, come on, <laughs> we're not a noosa now. <laughs> that he can steer, he can steer the ship. But I think it, as an opener, he's just um, fantastic. And Thunder really didn't look in it, thanks to Steve O'Keefe. Yeah. He was, uh, he's incredible. I still maintain that Sock is the best second spinner in Australia. Okay. Um, aside from Nathan Lyon, his body would never hold up to a test match. Wouldn't hold up to a 50 over game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you're right. But in a T in the T20 side, I, I honestly think he's the second best spinner in Australia. He, it's amazing how he gets the job done all the time yep. for the Sydney Sixers. I hope he goes around another year. Well, we were talking to Dougie Bollinger and myself. And if you're the general manager of the Sydney Sixers right now, do you offer him another contract? Absolutely, absolutely, so do I. and he's so nonchalant about it. Like I remember at the start of the season, I was saying, "Oh, you know how much I guess oh, I probably won't get much much game time, really." I'm yeah. just, you know, I'm just here having a good time and blah blah blah. And he's a real team man. He likes to work with Todd Murphy, and but he still really performs on the field as well. Highly effective as well, and you're not paying him a, a fortune, so get him to go around again. Yeah. Uh, and, and for Sox's point of view, that's it. He's got perspective on life now, right? He's 38 yeah. years of age. He goes. Well, been there, done that, and uh, would you love to do it again? Of course you would. Yeah, good, blo- good bloke vibes. Exactly, like massive, just a good massive in the dressing room. The yeah. Totally. The key word you used with Stephen Smith, I thought, was really interesting. Adaptable, because there were all those articles leading up to the T Twenty World Cup, and remember they were looking at Finchie. They were batting him at four. It was basically mm. Andrew McDonald's thoughts on mm-hmm, Finchie's in a bit of trouble here, and and they were talking about the role that Steve Smith would play, and I was. Different to you. At the time, I thought, he's not a T20 player. Really? Yeah, I thought, Steve Smith, oh. you come out in that middle order and, you know, you're a little bit better than run a ball. Um, but what he's done, so his ability to still himself at the crease, he still moves around everywhere, but compared to what he was like, like that's hours and hours of work to be able to do that. Now he's turned himself like that into an opener mm. in T20 cricket. And, and you think about what happens for a guy like Steve Smith after he finishes his international career. And you go, well, the best way to go about it is play short-form cricket, T20, mm. right? But if you're not not any good at it, no one's going to pick you up. You're never going to get another IPL contract. You need to reinvent yourself. He has. Yeah. In the space of six months, he's reinvented himself. I, I, I never, ever bought into that he wasn't a T20 player. I thought that okay. was always complete madness. I think what sometimes we expect from Steve Smith is incredible all the time. But and then so if he has a few innings where he's not, so all of a sudden he's out of form and he's terrible and blah blah blah. I, I think he's fantastic and I think you now he's obviously played his way into an IPL contract which he struggled with last season. So, uh, well the great news is that he's going to go around again. So he's got the game tonight. They're in action tonight against the Hobart Hurricanes. But then they've got the game the the qualifier on Saturday night over there in Perth. So he's going to delay his uh, inclusion with the squad to go to India to play in that game. Steve what do you Smith. think about that? Because India, it is a place like I think maybe Steve Smith is the only person that I'd trust to be able to delay that. Two, one more, Manus. Manus, yeah. Because yep. of their ferocious work ethic. That's so true. Actually, the the day before the test, I 
um, was that their training session um, before the Sydney test. Yep. And it was an optional training session. Who do you think took up that option? Marnus and Steve. Marnus and Steve. Yep. And also Scott Boland was there for a while too. Oh, but they just bat. Actually, Marnus bowled for so long. But they just bat and bat and bat till it almost looked like Andrew McDonald, who was throwing them down, was like, all right, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he couldn't tire them out. Yeah. <laughs> they just kept going. Uh, they had a win last night, the Scorchers. So they're top. So that game will be over at Optus Stadium. That's the qualifier, 7.15 p.m. Sydney time. Here's the other thing, JL. And when, we, JA. JA, sorry. <laughs> JL. J, J. Justin Lenger. Hello. We've got JL oh, in here. Oh, it's oh, a long dear. morning, isn't it? It is a long morning. Anyway, uh, so here's the, here's the other thing about it too is uh, not only is he staying, and, and we talked about it prior to our, our little separation a period apart. Um, trial set. Yeah, trial set. <laughs> Worked well, actually. <laughs> uh, anyway, it is, it's back, baby. The BBL. Oh, yeah. There were signs of life early. And and yeah. you speak to administrators, you speak to people involved in cricket, and you try to get an understanding why. And there's 10 factors you can throw up, and all of them contribute in yeah. some way. How difficult is it then for an administrator to look at it and go, oh, these things can, can go well out of yeah. nowhere and go poorly out of nowhere as well? Yeah, and so much, I think, dependent on, well, this week on the Australian Open has just been a little bit lacklustre, hasn't it? Like, like... I love tennis. I love watching tennis. Yep. But for the average fan who just sort of tunes in for the Australian Open, then they've lost interest now. Yep. It, once well, the, if Alex Demonor is out tonight, correct, correct. they've completely lost interest. Yeah. And, you know, Alex Demonor is up against it. I don't think we would be lying if we said that. Novak Djokovic perhaps has an injury, but... Uh, I think it's going to be pretty hard for Alex Demonor. We'll get the market from Sportsbet very shortly, but he he's dollar ten Novak Djokovic to win that game. I so. remember before the break, Jimmy. Actually, it's all just come rushing back to me. The Sixers were too old. Yeah, I know. According to you, yeah, I I, I think the 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 better the century. Gamble responsibly. The purse scorchers to win the whole thing. Well, they yeah. are stacked full of stars. Well, and the thing that it will play heavily into their side is they will not lose test stars. Correct. Inglis is going to stay here unless Kerry gets injured. Then he'll fly over. They lose Agar. They lose Agar. The Cameron Green barely played for them. Yeah, exactly. And, and Lance Morris. And all their internationals, they haven't really lost any internationals that have been massively impactful. Uh, Faf was there early and did really well. But beyond that, it was you know it's all the contributions from the guys like Hardy and Inglis and Turner and Ty and Richardson and Kelly and if they've got a real team effort. Oh. They have they they are stacked. Yeah. And and very particular conditions over there at Optus Stadium yes. too. It, unless Steve Smith scores 125 off 66 balls again in, in this game on Saturday, then the final's going to be played at Perth as well. They'll beat the Sydney Sixers yeah. and then they'll win it again. Go Sixers. Go Sixers. Oh, oh, they've done exceptionally well. Yeah. They've, they've done exceptionally well. And there's some other teams out here that are really poor. And the atmosphere at, on the weekend was just like, it was worth the money in terms of Cricket Australia spending that money on Steve Smith and David Warner. Did you go out there? 38,000. 38,000 people out there. I went out, out there, there for them. Yeah, right. No doubt. 
Yeah. Like and I wanted to see. Oh, I probably, maybe I would have gone anyway, but I was like unmissable to see those two go against each other. A BBL update thanks to Izuzu. Live your own way in the powerful Izuzu D-Max. Visit your local Izuzu Ute dealer today. All right, let's go to Alex Diminor taking on Novak Djokovic tonight. So we're going to have full coverage of that. Roger Rashid in commentary with Brett Phillips. So basically we've just written him off. Mm. The only hope is that Novak's injury is worse than first feared. Oh, look, and against anyone anyone else left in the competition, I would not write him off. No? Against anyone else because he's a bit like he's just like Leighton Hewitt. He'll just go for everything and go and go and go. Uh, Stefanos Tsitsipas last night wins in five against uh, Yannick Sinner. Alina Robakina beat Igus Fiontek. Yeah, that was a bit of an upset, 6-4, 6-4, yeah. although she is a major winner herself. Uh, Rybakina, uh, Jess Pagula. This is a great story. She's got her Buffalo Bills in action today. Mum mm-hmm. uh, and dad own that one. So that's pretty good. But she's had a win over at Barbara Krakova. Uh, and as we mentioned, um, Novak Djokovic on tonight. What's your take on the scheduling? We've got to ask BP around this, but it, it, it all came to a few ahead, didn't it, with Andy Murray and what was going on, the 4 a.m. finish with the Nasi Kokonakis, which was an incredible match. Yeah. But it happened at 4 a.m. local time. Yeah, that that's disappointing, and may, I think they maybe do need to look at the scheduling, particularly when it's a match like that that everyone would watch. But this is nothing new. I remember watching when I was like, I reckon eleven or twelve, and I remember sitting up with my nan watching Marcus Baghdadi's and yes. Leighton Hewitt. Yes. To like, I swear it was like four or five in the morning. Yeah, it's nothing new. No, it's not new, but is it right? Just because it's not new, like, it, it, should they do it? Because. Andy Murray loses the next round, and you have to say, well, he was no chance to win it. Um, or is no. that just a quirk? Hey, that's Grand Slam tennis. I just think uh, it's a little bit of Grand Slam tennis. It's It's been the same for 20 years. It's uh, If they can fix the scheduling, great. But how how do you fix the scheduling too? That's the other point. Who's Who doesn't it suit? Because it's suiting someone somewhere, the time frame. Yeah. Right? We, we this is so. This is the other thing. So the Australian Open for the local broadcaster, Channel Nine, no Kyrgios, no Ash Barty. Oh dear, yeah. that's disappointing. But around the globe, it's a global sport. Yeah, like someone is getting it in prime time. Going, oh, how good is this Australian Open? We're getting yeah. it in prime time. Yeah, probably in Scotland. It sometimes happens when I think when you watch Wimbledon, like you're watching of things it is. at like yeah, you know, seven in the morning, and you're like, awesome. Does that downgrade a performance of an Australian in England? at Wimbledon because it happens at 3 o'clock in the morning? Of course I mean, it doesn't. You could also say those players, are then you know, they're probably a bit jet-lagged from coming off. They're playing in their prime time, aren't they? That's right. That's right. There's all that to add to it. So we'll take your thoughts on that, 0457 736 736. Just back to the cricket. This is an interesting one. Ash Gardner, superstar, Indigenous star, called out Cricket Australia. They've scheduled a women's international January 26. She's going to play against Pakistan Thursday in Hobart but has made it clear she disapproves of her own organisation scheduling the national team to play on, quote-unquote, a day of mourning for Aboriginal people. Thoughts on this one, J.A.? Um, well, I think it's uh, – I don't think I'm qualified to give thoughts on this, to be honest, but I think um, Ash Gardner's used – I think she was very thoughtful in the way that she put her message out and, um, and yeah, I, I mean, I support her. Incredibly complex issue. Yeah. Um, that you, you make a really good point. You nor I are very well placed to comment on. Ash Gardner, really well placed yes. to comment on. Yep.
um, and and she has done it respectfully. So fair play to her on that one. Big story over the weekend, uh, Australian Olympian Peter Ball. He was a star, wasn't he? Like the, yeah. Captured the imagination. He was going to, he was a chance of being Young Australian of the Year. Yes. Well, he already was the WA one. Yes. So, yeah. Um, he has returned a positive result for a banned substance. This is EPO. This is like you look at that and you go, mm. Is that the... Uh, that's the endurance drug. Tour de France? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's an endurance athlete. I'm not across my <laughs> performance enhancings, but I... That... Uh, given the fact that you fall asleep in McDonald's car parks and go see car parks, <laughs> I understand that. Nothing's enhancing no. my performance. I <laughs> reckon <laughs> just a bit of good food would enhance your yeah, performance. Yeah, just, or, a, you know, like... just a few greens. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated vegetables, uh, apparently. Hey, big NRL news too. Uh, we've got the scabs coming in from the United States. Uh, they're going to break the strike. That's on page 11 of the Daily Telegraph today. One of your best, Dino. Um, but um, the bigger news over the course of the weekend, Stephen Crichton, four-year deal at the Bulldogs. So the Canterbury-Bankstown Panthers are really coming to form for 23, 24 <laughs> and beyond. Um, thoughts on that, Cha? Uh, it's brilliant for the dogs. Like, I'm thrilled to see the dogs for the next few years. I think they're going to finally break what has been like this long-standing drought for all the their fans. But it is funny. Like, oh, no, we're going to build their own, our own team. <laughs> it's kind of not. <laughs> With you, you and you from the from Panthers. The Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the coach, Cameron Serrata. And that has a lot to do with it, right? He knows these guys. And, and yeah, they I look like at, him. I look at Stephen Crichton and I go, okay, fullback. Getting fullback money. Is he a fullback? I think he's had six games there. His data's off the charts. You know, everyone has looked at it and go, oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Does he have that passing game? So here's the other thing. Cameron Serraldo knows him better than anyone. And he says he should be yes. it. So you go, well, you know, I'll, I'll bow to your greater knowledge. Remember when Latrell wasn't a fullback? That, well, that's exactly right. Now he is. Now, he, now he's one of the elite fullbacks. Yeah. There was all that. There. I mean, it, it can work. It can work, but it works differently. So it was never Latrell not being a fullback because he didn't have the skill set. The skill set was no problem. Latrell's issue was, does he have the motor? Does he have the fitness? Does he have the ability to be able to do 20, 25 runs like James Tedesco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't, but he plays in a different way. Yeah. So maybe Stephen Crichton plays fullback, but he plays in a different way. The thing, and you could say the same about the motor, is the thing about Stephen Crichton, what I think he lacks is a passing game. So did Billy Slater when he yes, first came into the yeah. league. That can be developed. Yeah. Um, you know, he's quite a remarkable, like he's one of the all-time greats, arguably the greatest fullback of all time. Mm-hmm. But his diligence and, and you know, the Steve Smith-like approach to improving themselves on the training paddock, that led to Billy Slater. So that's what Stephen Crichton has to do. And Cameron Serraldo believes that he has that type of personality. Yeah. It's a shame to see um, the Panthers, like all these stars sort of now starting to – you know, go and, I mean, and fair fair to them, go and chase other money. And of course. Uh, it's always going to happen in a premiership winning team. But I also don't think the Panthers are going to be that hampered given their junior system that's coming through. Totally. Totally. Uh, you always want to hang on to your stars, but you can't. And, and that's a but function yeah, of the salary cap. That's right. Yeah, get them in, you get them out. Uh, Dwight York, by the way, called MacArthur FC a pub team. They're running sixth on the A-League ladder. Like, um, there's plenty of pub teams out there that go, well, we had no chance to be running sixth on the A-League. Like, did you get the sense that Dwight York and MacArthur FC was never going to work? I didn't. No, oh, I, I, I didn't. No. Why did you? Oh, I just. I thought it was cool. It was. It was really cool. <laughs> but you're not after cool when you coach. Yeah. 
you know. It, Dwight, you're, it's such a great story. The Manchester United legend, Sydney FC premiership I, I'm winner. So sh- but I'm super shocked that he didn't last the season. Oh, I'm not. Okay. Really? Okay. Pub team. Pub team. Let us know <laughs> if you've been upset if you're in a pub team. And you've been likened to MacArthur FC, yeah. one 1170 Get us on the text line, 0457-736-736. Uh, and we did get it here. Um, oh, I'm looking for it. But anyway, yeah, it was. It was hilarious up there at Noosa. So keep them coming in, 0457-736-736. Uh, welcome back to the program. Jaleesa Apps and Jimmy Smith. Morning, super subs. Great to hear the fill-in team's fill-in team. That's right. Uh, Thank you, Pearl. Just wondering, James, how's that medium bag of plant-based trail mix bet with Coach K looking? Can the gunners. What is going on there? Oh, we had a bet. He's an Arsenal fan, but he never believes that they can win. I'm an Arsenal fan, but I don't really care. Like all Arsenal fans. Anyway, (laughs) 3-2. They've beaten Manchester United this morning. Man City 3-0 over Wolverhampton Wanderers and Leeds United and Brentford play out a nil-all draw in the EPL. Let's go to the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We've got James on the line from Hornsby. G'day, James. Oh, you got us, James? He hasn't got us. He's ghosted. He's ghosted. He did ghost. We're used to that. Arsenal 3, Manchester United (laughs) 2. You might be. You bloody beauty. Kindest regard. Arsenal muzz. There's all these Arsenal supporters coming out of nowhere, like yourself. Oh, yeah, I'm Arsenal. Yeah, but I didn't, don't really care. I didn't even know they were playing this morning. There you know what go. I mean? Like, yeah. Nah. Okay. Uh, James is there. You there, James? No. no Ghosting no. us again? The double ghost. Double ghost. Why, why would they do that? I don't know. Um, I was part of a pump team. One game we lost 15-0, and Lucas Neal scored 12 goals playing centre back. That's from Drew. So you, you ever been part of a pub team, J.A.? Oh, you've... Uh, yeah, like, as in, like, a yeah, I was part of a touch team for many years. Okay. Yeah. But was, it was just to go to the pub. I, I was going to say, was your best work done at the yeah, pub? Yeah, I think that's all. the only reason why anyone plays Borua Touch is <laughs> for the pub afterwards. So the, the big question around that with Borua Touch and you go yeah. to the pub afterwards, which pub? Uh, which, whoever you're sponsored by. Right. We go with the money. Right, of course. <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're an athlete. Go yeah, with the money, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, and so which I'm pub Stephen was it? Crichton. <laughs> So J.A. was getting fullback money, yeah. uh, and a lot of people weren't convinced you were a fullback, apparently. I was doing the sock and pulling a calf muscle <laughs> frequently. He, he just refuses to field, doesn't he, that boy? Yeah, you go, oh, I've got a calf. Yeah. Remarkable turnaround the next week. You know what he did? You know what he did this year? He said, oh, I can't use calf again. No. Hamstring. Hammies. <laughs> I've got my hamstring And his recovery injury. from hammies uh, to the next week is... Pretty good. Yeah, exactly. What's that Craig Knowles guy or Bill Knowles over in the Tommy oh, yeah. Turbo went to? Yeah. Uh, we didn't send over Sock there. He fixed it himself. Uh, Jim, did you mention the four-over marathon man Sock? Four for ten. He did it in three overs. Oh, he didn't He didn't get his fourth over. Mm. Um, it's irrelevant he called for the walking frame when fielding at short third man, says the Serbian Seagull. He does hide himself there. Very hard to get to, <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. How do you get to Sock? You can't get to him. Can't. <sighs> That's it's he's he's Cooper Cronk in the twenty eighteen Grand Final. <laughs> you cannot get to sock. They've done that very well. All right, keep those text messages coming in. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. The news is up now. Uh, thank you very much, Vanessa. Welcome back. This is the summer breakfast. Last week of the summer breakfast, uh, JA. We're here thanks to Bryden's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's lawyers. This is the part of the show. You have your say. Get us on the open line. One actually. Don't get us on the open. And also, what do you mean it's the last week of summer breakfast? Is it? 
No, I'm back in two weeks, bro. Uh, are you? <laughs> Not with Sorry, you. Sorry, My last week of summer breakfast, yeah. and oh, then as after soon that, as Jimmy's off. <laughs> Nothing else matters. Everyone can tune out till Vossie and Brett. Actually, no, you know what? Tune out till just Jimmy's back in the next well, three Well, afternoons, 12 till 3. <laughs> <laughs> you make sure you're listening to that program. Uh, get us on the text line, not the open line. Just sorting through some things here. I don't know what Dan's done to this. I think it's Dan. a bit of chaos. A bit of chaos. Uh, we haven't had a little chaos. We haven't had chaos. Do you know what? We haven't had any COVID, which is great. Where was the COVID? There was a bit of COVID in, oh, there's a bit of COVID in the Sydney Test match. Oh, yeah. Matt Redshaw. Yeah, a bit of COVID. Josh Hazelwood wouldn't put his arm around him for the national anthem. And also, like, the fact that he had to sit in the little umbrella by himself as it's bucketing down. On the, but how... Just get him in a room. How Matt Redshaw... They did have his own room. He had his own dressing room. He out on the sideline. Well, then they said, we'll get down on the sideline. So he went down on the sideline. And then he had the umbrella there because of so much rain that we had around the, the Sydney Test. <laughs> anyway, and he was just playing shots with the umbrella. I thought, of course you are. That's what you do when you pick yeah. up an umbrella. You either play golf shot. If you're a golfer, yeah. you've, you golf swing. Or if you're, you're a cricketer, you're there just playing late cuts with the umbrella all yep. the time. Yep. Uh, anyway, that's certainly the way it goes for me. 0457 736 736. So, no, okay, so you're in next week? No, James. Oh. I mean, in two weeks, Joel and Fletch next week. Oh, right. So, see how? Let's see how they go with these uh, the early hours. Yeah, Fletch. No, no problem. Joel. <laughs> see if no they problem. make it. If they do it, Alex. <laughs> oh, that had um, all been forgotten. Oh, poor Alex. He's we'll not throw even Throw Alex under himself. the bus. Hey, the next grow. week, it's uh, Jules and I. Right there, yeah. you go. Uh, fantastic. Obviously, where are you? Afternoons. Back to afternoons. Oh. 12 till 3 across the SEN network. Make sure you're tuning in. All right. Well, so get up early, everyone. Listen to us. Take an afternoon nap while Jimmy's on to the dulcet Jones of Jimmy's <laughs> so, so, Which is exactly what you do. And that's the problem I've spoken to you about previously. You oh. nap too long in the day. I don't. I can't nap. I've went bloody Channel 10. Where do you think I, like, what do oh. you think I'm napping? It was, a, it was napping too much in the day. I mean, I was napping briefly. You were yelling at me for it, but I took, I wasn't I took, yelling. I took one nap one day, like God forbid, and I've never had the end of it. Yeah, but you napped for two hours. That's not a nap. That's a sleep. I didn't, you know, I went to bed so early last night. I was a really good girl. When I say so early, 9.30, but that's right. really early for me. Yep. Couldn't sleep. Yeah, did you nap during the day? Did not. Okay. We had things to do. You pair a top, top, top. Class, welcome back from the separation. Yeah, <laughs> sort of worked for everyone, Spanky. But anyway, could the Yankees scabs start their own league instead? Perhaps yeah, that's a very good point. Well, they have got their league over there. It's not the biggest league in the world, Spanky. No. But uh, yeah, so that that yarn, Dean Ritchie today in the Daily Telegraph, mm. if you haven't seen it, front page news, Americans eyeing the NRL. We'll play if Aussies strike. So uh, thoughts on what's happening between the NRL and the Rugby League Players Association. This is a really interesting one. So, they... so you're impacted directly because a lot of the players are saying, or most of the players, all of the players are saying, we ain't talking to anyone. We're not doing anything that's going to be promoting anything NRL. Yes. I'm actually going to leave a little the show a little bit early today, James. Oh, really? Just so you know. Just going to do a uh, chase part of this story. Uh, so I'll have that tonight on Channel 10, 5 o'clock. Who are you chasing? Thank you. Don't worry about it. Oh, what uh, a tease. <laughs> oh, Bev, Bev will be happy. <laughs> You're welcome, Channel 10. Uh, <laughs> but it, what I th- find really confusing in all of this is, and, and I think for everyone watching this from the sidelines, is I can't get to where the sticking points are. 
I can't understand what what is it that is not being so we're hearing things of what they want they want better conditions they want um you know uh a players fund after they play they yes. want but yes. but I don't know where the sticking well is the NRL which part of the NRL is the NRL not willing and and all I sort of hear is um well, we've got to get everyone in a room and, uh, you know, the proposal that's come to us hasn't been good enough, but what, what is it? And so I find it really hard to figure out what is the sticking point? So I, th- I think it's a really good question. And based on my reading, and I haven't done it extensively because I had a, a two-week break, but my understanding is those things that you talked about, especially the the retirement funds and the injury funds and those things, Rugby League Players uh, Association wanted control over them. They wanted to have. They wanted to be able to be the ones to determine who gets paid what, et cetera. And that's what the NRL are not prepared to give up. The other thing that they're looking for is complete transparency around the NRL and what they are prepared to show in terms of their books, right? Which they don't have yet. The Rugby League Players Association Association do not have that. There is that. That's a couple of sticking points, and around that, there's an outcome to be determined. And I think they were blindsided by. Hey, twelve point one. There's the salary cap. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think that went down well at all. And, and and that was oh, it's a this amount of increase on that on the previous deal. You know, twenty two percent, and the ratchet clause goes up eighteen percent. If it goes up twenty two percent, why doesn't the ratchet clause go up twenty two percent? Well, the reason is because you're not comparing apples with apples. Mm. What they're saying with twelve point one salary cap is that well, actually, that includes a lot of the, the train and trial, that includes the development contracts. So you're not actually comparing apples with apples. That So the, the headline numbers weren't quite there in the detail. And as a result of that, because I, I look at these stories online and I rarely read comments of stories, right? But for ones like that, I do, because I think it's really interesting the way people respond to what's written and how it's written and where it's written, mm-hmm. which is all very important. And it's really hard for the Rugby League Players Association, they've done an extraordinary job to not be seen as money-hungry mercenaries. I don't I don't think they are. I don't think it's about the money. I know they're not, but it's how they're portrayed. And yet, if there's 40 comments on a story like that, yeah. 39 of them say, why don't you get back to the real world and you work 60 hours a week for $80,000 and then you'll know what it's like. That's it's really hard um, subject matter for for people to get their head around. But I think there's also a bit of a like, okay, if you want a seat on the board, okay, which is or you want you want control over these things. Yes, I can't go to Channel Ten and say I want control over you know, that in other workplaces that doesn't happen. But do you do you not recognise it? Oh, I agree, right? But you can't go to SEN and go. Oh, I want control. Oh, I, want, I want to sit yeah, on a we, board. We want control. Yeah. We want. I want this. I, I think that is a little bit like that is pushing it quite far. There, there's there's an interesting way that these things come together, though, right? Because you've got the central administration in the National Rugby League. Then you have this huge, powerful lobby group known as the clubs, right? That are their own entity. And then there's the workers, and, and you could argue the clubs are the workers too. But and 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 then it's the players. So it's a very different relationship between that, I think, because of the three entities that are at work. Where's the third entity? Here it's the employer and the employee at somewhere like SEN. Don't you think that's a, that's a different situation? It, extraordinarily, the clubs were working with the Rugby League Players Association. Aren't they diametrically opposed about what their stated aims are? 
because the pl- the clubs want to play pay the players as little as possible, and the players want as much as possible. So traditionally, they've been on different pages, mm. but on this one, they're they're on the same page, which has been a really interesting part about it. I mean, the thing that I think is really disappointing on all of this is what the impact that it's having on the women's game is. They don't have, um, they don't know when they start. They don't, they can't be contracted. It's that's, you know, whoever's not kind of giving up ground here, the women's game are, are suffering. I would love to know your thoughts, people. It's really hard to not be portrayed as multi-millionaire whingers, which is what they are not, the rugby league players, uh, during all of this. one 1170 The text line 0457-736-736. Just on that, the reptile says this. G'day, Shaggers. RLPA is an absolute joke. They just want to be the big dog in the yard. The sticking point is ego, plain and simple. Reptile, I don't agree. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.